0: Welcome, this is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. What was the number one? Hmm? Read your Bible, right? What was number two? Time and prayer. Good job, some of you pay attention, some of you. what was number three hallelujah and we're going to add a fourth one you ready praying in the Holy Ghost praying in tongues every day every day some of you haven't been doing it you've been filled with the Holy Ghost and you haven't been doing it and I tell you what some of you that might be all it takes to get the difference to get to where you need to be because it's stirring up the power I think of what Paul said, he said, I thank God I pray in tongues more than you all, I speak in tongues more than y'all, he said. One thing, he was Southern, he said (laughs) y'all, and (laughs) secondly, he realized the importance of praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in other tongues, praise God. Hallelujah. All right, so how many takers have we got here today? How many will do this? I'm looking at you. You better get your hands up if you're a taker. Hallelujah. I'm putting you on your spot. Yes, I am. You say, well, I do some of that. Well, that's good. So <clears throat> when I said about the, the uh, quality to me is more important than the quantity, there's many read-through-the-Bible uh, programs available, and, uh, and, and that's great. I don't, I don't <laughs> knock that at all. That's great. But if you've read through the Bible, done that program, and afterwards you got done, you said... and and, and you begin to think about what you really glean from that, most of the time a lot of people will say, you know, I don't know, it was just really got bogged down in all the names back in the Old Testament and and all the laws and Leviticus and and, and all this stuff, you know. But um, but when we take a scripture and begin to uh, uh, read it, begin to study it, and really begin to digest it and, and spend the quality of time in it, that's when we really begin to get the good stuff out of it. Now, my kids give me a hard time about this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, (laughs) because this comes from my raisin, okay? Probably not too many of you do this, but uh, we cook a roast or something. You know my favorite parts is the bones. That's what I'm talking about. You heard me say this before, because you know what's in those bones is the marrow on the inside of those bones, and after it's cooked, you can suck on them bones, on mm, that juice and that flavor that's inside of there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he said, my pastor just done flipped his lid. He just went off the deep end. <laughs> I tell you what, but you know what? I, I kind of look, I, 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 to me it's a reference when you really begin to study on something, really begin to stuck, spend some time with it, begin to suck the juice out of those scriptures so to speak. I mean, you look down at the the good stuff. You begin to digest. You begin to look into it and spend the time. And boy, I tell you, you come away with it. And it's like, then you start calling up your friends. Oh, look what I just seen. In other words, the spirit of God revealed something to you. And so you go to share that with them. Look what I just found, Nick. Look at this. And and the other person says, well, that's good. Praise God. But they didn't get the same revelation because they wasn't sucking on that bone like you've been doing. Come on now, yeah. spending the time. And I, if you want the good stuff, that's where it's at. You, you go for it. You get in there and you study and you begin to find those things. So talking about this great reset, uh, uh, so we're, we're going to, like I said, you guys are going to be getting a, a text out here. Probably Pastor Michael, I think, is going to send it out today. And, uh, and, and on it will be the three options, the five minutes, the 15 minutes, the 30. That's not, you can do whatever you want to do, but uh, th- that's just kind of gives you rough guidelines on what you can cover in that amount of time. And you can probably get through it a little quicker if you just do it, but I encourage you not to. And, and maybe you want to take the 15-minute the, the, uh, one and turn it into a 30 by keeping just the same scriptures, by spending the time sucking on that bone, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, so uh, I, I know that you, like I said before on the video, that many of you probably have a, a time that you spend in the Word of God, but this is something that, is something that we wanted to put out on, uh, that we continue, if we do this all together as a whole, as a group, then we're going to kind of be coming up all together on this same level. We're going to be spending the time. We're going to be developing. And this is what it's about is it's, it's a developmental time in our own lives because, you know, God doesn't need to change. He doesn't change for number one. Number two, he doesn't need to change. And and number three, it's us that needs to change. Sometimes it's our outlook. I like uh, Stephen. Who was it? You heard somebody say one time he, that, that when he Every time he got around somebody or whatever, he said, "Man, it stinks in here and it stinks over here." And went outside and said, "The whole world stinks." And found out he had Limburger cheese on his lip. It wasn't the world; it wasn't everybody else. It was himself. We might have a little Limburger cheese. If you never eat Limburger cheese, you ought to try it sometime at least. <laughs> it's kind of like that. What is that Swedish? Uh, is it a Swedish or whatever that the the, the fish that's just. Uh, that are just so nasty, ludicrous, yeah. Uh, I mean, you watch a video of it, and when they open the can, you back away. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, the things in life sometimes, uh, it's real easy that everybody else has the problem. And it just begins to open our eyes on some things when we spend the time In the Word of God, spend the time in prayer with the Lord. Now, prayer is an awesome, it's an awesome thing that we have at our disposal or our advantage. Now, imagine what would happen, Nick and Ayla, if you guys never communicated. Or, at best, that you just maybe a little short communication once a week. How strong do you think your relationship would be? And is there any chance of that relationship developing? Further, not without the communication, is there? But yet sometimes we're born again, Jesus our Lord, God is our Father, but we don't spend the time communicating with Him and Him communicating with us. We wonder why that relationship isn't deepening, isn't growing. Are you with me? It takes spending the time together. That's how you that's how you gleam from, that's how you connect with. And it's amazing as you spend time with one another, how that that grows, how that relationship grows. Um, I know when Pastor Nancy and I um, originally started, we weren't even dating. We were just uh, seeing one another. I had met her as a fellow uh, Rhema, uh student, uh, went to the same Bible school, and uh, um, kind of got to know her, and by just spending some time around her, she would work. She worked downtown Tulsa, the hospital, uh, downtown, and, uh, and she would work, usually get off about midnight somewhere, and so I would go down uh, uh, later when she got off of work, drive downtown, I lived about 20 minutes away, and walk her out to her car, sometimes we would we'd go have, uh, um, there was a, a, a deli there in the, uh, uh, in the uh, or cafeteria like there in the hospital, and so we'd go up and sit down and order french fries together. That's when we both found out that we didn't really care for ketchup uh, on our french fries. <laughs> oh, we still do. We eat them once in a while, ketchup on there. But she was waiting for me to eat ketchup on my fries, and I was waiting for her to eat ketchup on your fries. She you said, Pastor, what's that got to do about the great reset? Well, I'm glad Yes, Praise God. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> said, well, we're in trouble now. So... <laughs> But, but then I'd walk her out the car and different things, and, and I really enjoyed just spending time with her because I could we could fellowship together. She was mature, she wasn't dramatic in a lot of things, and uh, we just developed a good relationship. And, and uh, a lot of people would even say to us, yeah, when it was, you know, my friend Nancy, or she would say my friend Danny or whatever, yeah, just friends, yeah, right. But uh, seriously, that's as, as far as it went at that time. And it wasn't until some months later that, that by spending that time together, that friendship together, then all of a sudden the, the, the sparks begin to fly a little bit, begin that that bond began to happen to take place. But it wouldn't have happened had we not spent the time because ultimately I tell people I said you know husband wife you're going uh, if you're going to marry somebody or whatever you need to be best friends first because when all the hoopla is done you've got to have somebody that can be your friend you know it's it, it's such a blessing there's things that over the years it's maybe that happened maybe in my life or her life or something at work or something and we talk to one another, the The strength of that, that we can't talk to other people about, but we know we can trust each other, and, and, and it's so valuable. So now you relate that with your Heavenly Father. By spending the time with Him, that relationship grows, strengthens. Now, there's things sometimes that, uh, uh, that uh, uh, she'll be thinking or something or whatever, and and I'll know what she's thinking about the same way with me. She'll know just because we've spent time around each other. You know what I'm talking about, especially husband and wife, if you spend quality time with each other. It's amazing how that that begins, how you begin to pick up on that and how you begin to bond in such a powerful way like that. Well, guess what? God wants us to have his mind, the mind of Christ. He wants us to know what He's thinking. He, knows how one, he, he wants us to know exactly what He's going to be doing and whatnot. And if we're plugged in and really communicating well with Him, we will be in tune. And so sometimes we need to make some adjustments in our own life to make time. We make time for, for, for everything else. We must make time for our Heavenly Father. We must make time to spend with Him because we're, we're cheating ourselves out of, of, of something that's very valuable and very needful. How do we have the strength to give to our family or to others around if we don't receive our strength from Him? That's where it comes from. And, and, and it doesn't happen by osmosis. It happens by spending quality time together with Him. Praise God. Amen? And so this is part of something that we're asking you to do this year that we're going to cover a lot of uh, things that's coming up this year, some things that we're going to look into, some, uh, some good foundational principles and things that we need to be walking in. It'll go right along with, and you'll see as you begin to read the Word of God, commit to the Word of God and some things, there'll be things that'll come out, and you'll say, oh, yeah, that goes right along with what we, we're going to be ministering on, some of our themes, some of our things that we're going to do, because this is a good year. If you haven't had a good year in this past year, don't be blaming it on things of the world, things around. Take a look inside. Many people, it might, it might be that you, you might need just to simply just get rid of the Limburger cheese on your lip. I'm serious. It, it, it's amazing how sometimes we blame other people and things and situations in our life, and this is terrible and happen. But, you know, I think about Jesus. He, was a, he really taught us how to be a, a spiritual shock absorber, so to speak. When, uh, when he found out that, uh, um, uh, uh, that you know, his disciples and things and, 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 and close people to him were either beheaded or persecuted or whatever, what did he do? He went and spent time with his father. And then he ministered to people. He didn't take that and use it and say, oh, it's terrible. I'm going to send this whole world to hell whether treating my friends. He could have if he had acted by the flesh, but he didn't. How could he keep from acting by the flesh? Because he was both God and he was man flesh too. The Bible says he was touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He felt, he feels everything that we feel. And so the important thing is, is he had to keep himself built up spiritually so that when those things come along, that he didn't allow his, his flesh to to dominate and dictate to him what to do but he knew the plan of the father and he knew what was more important and so we've got to do the same thing a lot of times in life there might be things that comes along problems that comes along in a year and oh it looks awful you can take two people and set them side by side and both face some of the same very similar uh, difficulties in that year and it'll phase one but it won't phase the other one Why? It's because the attitude they take, their stand they take, and how strong they are on the inside. And the more word you get on the inside of you, the stronger, the more resilient you are when the problems come along. You can't just get into the Word of God one time a week and expect to be uh, uh, just Superman, so to speak, and, and ward off things that comes along. It has to be a continual thing. And this is what's really cool with the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what things that you're going to be facing this week. And if you plug into Him and let Him lead you and guide you as you're reading and let Him teach you, uh, then, then you're ready when those things come. When they come, you've just been reading in the Word of God. The Spirit of God has just encouraged you how that you can stand and don't forget that. That he'll prepare you for the things that come, so that the enemies come. He said, in this world, you're going to have troubles, but be of good cheer, I've overcome them. Amen. So, if he's overcome them, we live in him, we're overcomers, praise God. Uh, and, and so, but there's no way, I can guarantee you, 100%, there is no way that you're going to walk in victory in every situation, in every circumstance, if you don't spend the time in the word of God. You're doing it simply on your own. You're simply doing it by the flesh. And I tell you what, you'll you, you'll, you'll get down, you'll get discouraged, and you'll waller around. I'm telling you, I, I, I've seen it all the time. I've even been there myself. But I tell you, as you learn to put the Word of God first place and and then and, and commune with Him, spend the time, quality time in prayer with Him, worshiping Him, developing that relationship, I'm telling you, there's nothing that comes along that you can't walk through it, praise God, in the middle of it. It's you're walking it through out of a relationship, not just trying to struggle your way through it and try to handle it. Because it's really something how the enemy, you know, he's such a liar. He'll sit right on your shoulder and he'll lie to you. He'll tell you every, every lie in the book. That's what he does. He's the father of lies. He'll, he'll come up with lies that you never even heard of before because that's what he does. But we have a choice whether we're going to listen to him or whether we're not. If we're in the Word of God and He comes to try to lie to us, we immediately recognize that, recognize Him and say, no, you don't, devil. Why? Because I just have read in the Word of God because the Holy Spirit knew you was going to come and lie to me and already warned me about this. Hallelujah. That's inside information. And the Holy Spirit will do that for our life because He loves us. And that relationship being so so strong and so close, as you develop that Then it's kind of like Adam was in the garden at the cool of the day, that God would come down and fellowship with Him. They would commune together. Remember I've talked about before. God wants to reinstate us just like it was in the garden, praise God. He wants us to have that relationship. But it's not gonna happen if we don't make the time. We live in a very busy life. Lots of things going on. I mean, you know, uh, Adam and Eve, it, it might have been busy in the creation and whatnot there in the garden, but it's, it's never been busier than time is right now. So it takes even more of an effort to make the time to spend with our Father. You've got to carve it out. What, what would happen if you just pretended, okay, I've only got, instead of 24 hours in this day, I've only got 23. One of them for sure belongs to God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count that off. The, the world or nobody else gets that hour of my day. I'm just going to give that to God. Wow, imagine what would happen. Hallelujah. And, 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 and our growth in our life and being able to handle the situations. Because as a pastor, I see people all the time, up and down, up and down. And, when, and one thing, if you've ever been in my office, sometimes I'll ask you. If you've been dealing with things, I'll, I'll maybe ask you how much time you've been spending lately in the Word. it will be one of the first things I ask. Because it's derived off of where you're at and how you're handling things, you and I handle things, is based off of the time that we spent with our Father. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise God. And so, uh, you know, it, it, it might not be something that, uh, that is just, you know, that we enjoy doing or have allotted the time for. But This is a new year. This is a brand new, the beginning of a year. What a, uh, what a better, uh, what, a, what a great time to start this. Amen. And like I said, uh, it don't need to be no years of resolution. Next month... At this time, February one, we should still be on the same track because yep. we're going to keep this going. This is not just for, for January. Praise God. Amen. Uh, let's read a couple of scriptures here before we get going. I read to you Matthew six thirty three, the importance of seeking first the kingdom of God, and we know the kingdom of God is how God operates, how He does business, who He is. It has to do with, you know, we've been uh, learning a lot about that on Wednesday night. It's been so good. And just about the kingdom, how the, the Bible is written. Everything you look at that Jesus talked about and stated, He stated it from the, from the stance of the kingdom of God. And, of course, I don't have time to get in that. I'd get all sidetracked. But, boy, I tell you, it's really stirred some things in me. And uh, really caused me to understand the word on a on a greater level and why he said some of the things he said because he s- is stating it from a king's point of view and from ambassador void of view and that we are ambassadors with him. So, so Matthew 6:33 says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all these things." that was preceding this that your needs or whatever it may be will be added to you because He, the Father, knows that you have need of these things and He provides them more than He takes care of the birds of the air and, and then because we have a different, a stronger blood covenant with Him concerning that. Amen? All right. And then, um, um, uh, so, so let me ask you this. How many of you if you don't have one in your home, you should have it someplace, either in your bathroom or your kitchen or your outside. Know what a ground fault receptacle is. Okay, electrician talk for a little bit, shop talk here. Ground fault receptacle is the little receptacle, like I said, in bathrooms are, or, or uh, uh, around a sink or anything. It has a test and a reset button on it. You push the test button, it clicks out, trips out. Maybe every once in a while, ladies, you've been in there doing your hair or whatever, and quit working, all of a sudden you look down, the little buttons tripped out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now, yeah, I knew I had to get in the right vein here. I get it now. I get Fourteen it. hair dryers and one receptacle. and wonder why that little thing tripped out. What's wrong with it anyway? <laughs> Am I talking her language? <laughs> so... Um, there's a lot of times many, many people that's called me about, you know, a circuit being off or something not working. And I know that normally that's what you would wire on the downside of a GFI. So I'll say, well, before I come over, before you pay me to go over, go in there and see if there's a little button that's tripped out on there. And sure enough, oh, it's working now. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've heard that. <laughs> and so, uh, so let's talk about that from uh, a, a, a little shop talk about that for just a little bit. Well, one thing about it is that you learn, and, and a lot of the homeowners think, well, I'll just push it back in and reset it. But as an electrician, we think a little bit differently. We think, why did that trip out? So it goes beyond the not just, let's, not just let, let us get it reset, but what caused that to trip out to begin with? That's a ground fault. It, it, it's supposed to, when it's doing its job right, it's, it, it, when it detects a fault, going to ground, it trips out. A lot of times you have um, you know uh, I know Ayla, you keep everything organized so well so your cord on your hair dryer or your, or your curling iron is never twisted up, right? Now right. <laughs> or on your at your work or anything else when you're doing it now, it's all just a straight yeah. So you see it all get all twisted up and everything from using. It. Well, what happens every once in a while, sometimes it gets twisted so tight. It'll break the insulation or pull, pull it off a connection or something in there. And so there's a problem in there, and so it trips out because of it. Well, that's good. It's doing its job. It's protecting you, right? And so what do you do? You don't just go reset it. You find out why this thing tripped out. So I want you to think a little bit naturally using that uh, um, assimilation here with, along with our own life. Sometimes you know we're, Yeah, we'll just push reset and go. Well, first, let's die. what what happened that got us off track before. Why do we need to hit reset? What is there? What's the problem? Let's get this problem cleared up. That's caused this thing to trip out. That we have to hit reset. Can you can can you see that? Sometimes we get, and a lot of times the thing is, is we get busy in life and we get away from spending time in the Word. Or we allow things and hurts, that's a big one. We were talking about that the other day, offenses. And we let some of those things sometimes take us away from spending the time in the Word of God and, and spending the time worshiping our Father and praying, spending the time communing with our Heavenly Father. And so what do we need to do? We need to get that problem fixed. Let's take care of that. Now let's hit reset, and let's get this thing working the way it's supposed to work. Hallelujah. And so, um, and, and I'm not saying that sometimes it, it's, it's usually not a big problem. Um, there's things sometimes that will cause the GFI to trip out, but you can plug it into a regular receptacle and it'll work just fine. It's an early detector that'll tell you, it'll show you problems. It's not a strong enough, it's not a bad enough short or problem in there that would trip a breaker, but the GFI is sensitive enough, it'll pick it up and trip it. So you might not be way off course. It may be just something small that's causing your GFI to trip out that you need to hit reset. So, whatever it is, let's do it. And it might be something big. And if it is, you know what it is, especially like unforgiveness or something, or something that's just happened maybe this last year, or something that's been happening. You know, one thing that uh, we was talking about the other day is how many, how many times people, I can't tell you the the the, the times of how many times I've heard people that have come into this church and came in here and said, well, this is my first time back in church for a long time because of things and they were really hurt over, things that was done in the church, which is really sad. Well, for one thing, they l- allowed themselves to be hurt because of probably of where they were at the time, didn't really know and understand that, hey, I could stand against this. But not just, just that, because our relationship has to be with God and not with the church. And uh, but, but we still need to get that corrected in our lives because a lot of people will quote hurt you if you let them. Yeah. The Bible says to give none offense, but he also said take no offense. Right. And so we don't purposely give offense. I don't purposely do something. I've heard people before, well, pastor, I was offended when you said this or this. Well, guess what? I, I I'm sorry that you were, but I sure didn't have you in mind and say it in a way to offend you. That's not my heart. I wouldn't do that. Remember that liar I was saying about it? will sit right there on your shoulder and tell you, oh, yeah. I've had people say, Pastor, it was two weeks in a row, you never even said hi to me. Duh. <laughs> yeah, you know how many people I go around, and I'm sure you felt, maybe you felt the same way. Well, guess what? I sure didn't mean anything about Ayla. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love you sitting up here and pick on you. I know you can handle it. Good. Yeah, <laughs> Nick's just sitting over there just grinning. <laughs> like in yeah, there you go. That's a wise man. You're getting wiser every day, aren't you, buddy? No, it's, there's things that sometimes it comes along that we choose to allow them to offend us. But when we, we, when we just make the decision, no, I'm not going to allow that to offend me. I'm not going to, because I refuse, you know what happens when we're offended? We're a puppet to someone, and mainly the enemy. I refuse to be a puppet to him, him to control my life. You do what I want you to because of, oh, that person, but you don't know what they did to me. No, I don't, but Jesus did. He went through it. You say, yeah, that was Jesus' way. He did it so that we could stand up against it. Now, one thing you find about about me as pastor, and, and Pastor Nancy has talked to me about this too sometimes. I can be maybe a little hard. I don't intend to be. But you know what? I know the importance of you can't be mealy-mouthed with the enemy. Right. You've got to have some gumption about you to stand. Praise God. And you might say, "Well, I'm just not like that." Well, I, I beg to differ with you, because do you have Jesus in your heart? Well, guess what? He's the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, and he has a roar. Come on now. Hallelujah. That's that, that's the, that's the the arm of the flesh. It's not that's walking by the flesh and not by the Spirit. One thing you know, I won't won't patch you. Oh, it's okay. It'll be okay. No, I'll I'll tell you the truth. And I don't do it to offend you. I do it because I know that what you and I need, sometimes somebody grab us by the cuff of the neck and say, come on, let's go. Get back on your feet. Yeah, yeah. We're not staying here. We're going to move forward. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people don't they, don't, they don't stay in there. They don't, because they don't want to commit and they don't want to pay the price. And, you know, I think about, uh, I've, I've told you before, but uh, Dick Winslow that's moved on to glory, Nancy's husband, you know, one th- one time he said. He said, "You know," he says, "I found out one thing." He said, "Walking this walk is not easy, because it, it brings you to the point of commitment." Yeah. And he said, uh, "But it's well worth it." I said, "Yeah, exactly." Yeah. That's why you you you'll, you'll you'll be the one that they come to for help because you you weather the storms. You know how to do it because you stick with the Word of God even not just when it's easy, but sometimes when the chips are down and, and, and you don't have anybody in calling you and encouraging you or whatever, but you just, you, you continue to stand, praise God. Amen? Let's look at a couple of scriptures here real quick. First, uh, uh, let's go to, uh, oh, uh, Psalms, Psalms fifty one ten says, create in me a clean heart, oh God. Create in me. Sometimes that's, that's part of that reset. Lord, I, just this stuff that's in me is not good. We're not going to go there, but you can mark it. You can go back and study on it a little bit. But, but if you'll notice here, there was, Lord, I'm asking. In other words, God has your permission to create in you a clean heart. Amen? Now, I, I, wanna, I want us to go to this, this uh, scripture here. We'll look at this a little bit. Let's go over to Colossians, the third chapter. And I want to finish here and wrap this up. There's a couple more things we want to do. Uh, Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Chapter 3, verse 1. Paul speaking to the church at Colossae, he says here, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections. What's that word affections? It has to do with our, our desires, right? Our what we desire. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. For you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify. What a word. Mortify. Mortify. That means to kill pretty much. All right? It's, it's, it's. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Your members, the parts of you that are not going after God, that are not set their affections. You get your, your flesh and your shape in order. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Fornication. Or, uh, yeah, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil, uh, concupiscence. however you say that and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked in some time when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these. The Bible talks about putting on things and it talks about putting off things. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man. Everybody say put on. Hit reset, okay? You have put on the new man. So you put off these other things, and now you're putting on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him who created him. So there's a putting on, there's a decisive uh, um, a move made here to put on Christ, put off these things, but to put them on. You're going to be making a decisive move here to put on Christ in a more continual way. All right? Now, I will say this, that the more that, you know, okay, I've had people come into the church, and I know other people are looking like Man, this problem really. This person really has some issues. But I've told people, leave them alone. If they will continue to come, set unto the word of God, the word of God, and put on Christ, the word of God will begin to change those things and give them the power to deal with those things. So many times, people. Well, we just want people in our midst that are just, you know, perfect like me. I got news for you. <laughs> Well, anyway. So, so what do we do? We set under the word. Is there any of us that's perfect? No. We're all changed. The word of God is changing us day by day. We're not the same place today as we was yesterday, as we was last year at this time, as we was a couple years ago. I was just talking to a couple here before the service. How that how God works in our family. And he works in our vein, and, and the enemy does too. That's how he'll he'll go into a family, and, and, and the mom and dad or whatever they open their they open their hearts up to things of the world. The enemy and and the enemy just goes in there and and sets a bomb off in their family. It's just ah, uh, it's just all blown up, and the family's going all different directions, and 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 there's talk about a miscabobulated family. It's just all over the place because the enemy has went in through the, the, the higher ranking, or whoever's on that earth at the time, which would be the mom and dad. Now, you take that same with the Spirit of God working. When that mom and dad give their life to God and really pursue God, the more they pursue God, the more it allows God to reach into that, that family vein and begin to work. Now, all of a sudden, the sons and the daughters begin to Come around. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bill, that was pretty special. You got to go see your son. How many years have it been? Four years. Was it a good time? I can guarantee you one thing that made it better is your relationship with God. You handle things a lot different today than you would have four years ago. And See, it's allowed God to begin to work in there. Really, it started with your mom and dad right here, Billy and Judy. As they began to press into the things of God, they begin to pray for you and begin to open up things to you. All of a sudden, now here you come. Now God's working through you to your son, and will continue to do so. The more that you put God first, it allows God to do that. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. And I could go on with other other family members, but I'm telling you, that's how God works. When you Draw closer to God. It allows God to work through you into your family, into your lineage. A lot of people are concerned about their children. I said, you just become concerned about your relationship with God and, and going after Him with all your might, and God will take care of them. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? That's good news. So this is what he's talking about here when he says, put on the new man. You're making the decision to get into the Word of God and put on the new man. Who, who, who is the new man? It's the man that the Scripture talks about, the one that walks in love. Now, see, you don't have to be concerned as you do that, as you get into the Word of God, that you don't have to be concerned about, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to quit doing this, and I've got to quit doing that, and I've got to start doing this. No, the more that you draw closer to God, the more that your desires begin to change. God don't force himself on you and I, but what happens is whenever we begin to press into God more and more, those desires begin to be molded more like him. All of a sudden, we don't want to do those things. We don't want to hang around that or hang around those people or something. The more we, we deepen that relationship with God, the stronger that it gets. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. All uh, right. Let's go ahead and hit yellow and get the, we'll get the kids and the youth in here because we're going we're gonna to do a couple things here. Hallelujah. So, uh, praying in the Holy Ghost. I want to hit that just for a, a, a minute here again. The importance of spending time praying in, in the Spirit, praying in other tongues, the enemy you might be filled with the Holy Ghost. You may have got your prayer language, but you f- have found yourself not praying lately in other tongues because the enemy will, s- will say, well, you know, that was just you or whatever. Tell him to shut up. Get back where he goes. Get back under your feet. He's going to tell you that because he don't want you stirring up that power on the inside. That's right. That's right. Amen encourage them when they come in go sit with your parents if you would please because we're going to receive communion here hallelujah and so if you spend the time now you look at you look at acts okay here's here's a book that talks about these that were gathered in the upper room all of a sudden the power of god was poured out they got filled with the holy ghost And they begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Isn't that what the Scripture says there? Chapter 2, yes. Well, when they got filled with the Holy Ghost, what happened? The book of Acts was written. Shortly after that, you find out that 3,000 souls were added to the Lord. In another place, 5,000 souls were added to the Lord. And you find out the ministry, people were healed the word was, went forth and was preached, I mean, it turned the church world upside down because they got filled with the Holy Ghost. Right. It's that power that was a dunamis power like a dynamite that, that went off in that upper room and it just, it changed everything. Well, guess what? When, it, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, it's like a stick of dynamite going off in your home. Don't you set on it. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let the repercussions of it continue to, in a good way, continue to, 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 uh, to be there. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen? So I want to encourage you. Pray in the Holy If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, just ask Him to fill you. He'll fill you. Praise God. He'll fill you. And, and, and as you pray in that, your heavenly language, Jude 1.20 says, Beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I use this illustration a lot of times. You take a car, it's got a dead battery, or it's low, it won't crank over. You bring another vehicle in, another good battery, put jumper cables on it, no, 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 cranks right over. What happens? You build up that battery with a strong one. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, it builds up your battery, charges you up. You may have all hell, so to speak, you feel like this come against you. What a great, you don't feel like praying in the Holy Ghost. That's when you need to pray right. in the Holy Ghost. Stir up that power on the inside where it builds you up to the point of bless God you take that thing by the neck, whatever it is that's that's that, that's been harassing you not not hopefully not somebody uh taken by the neck anyway <laughs> and, and and get that straightened out by praying in the Holy Ghost. amen, amen. hallelujah, praise God, all right, you guys ready so the worship team have, has a great song here of commitment. And you can't do this without really committing the, what we're talking about. And you, in a sense, already has committed because I ask you how many of you is on board to do this. Praise God. And we're going to keep this in front of you. Amen. But here's a song talks about it a little bit that will help you a little bit in it. And then after we do this song, we're going to receive communion together. These are all points of bringing ourselves. This is a reset today. The Great Reset, we're going to get ourselves in position, our place. Okay, I'm locked in. We're going to do this, praise God. And we're going to have the blessing because of it. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Brother, if you want to take this back.
1: Jonathan, I appreciate it. As we
0: get started on this song this morning, um, just one little thing I wanted you to know that there may be a text coming in a few minutes that will have the reading plan, have the video as well. So just, it's coming at noon, so just that way you can know and be launched into the future of what we're reading this week and all the things the pastor talked about. But this song talks about making room. And it's an amazing song. Some of you may have heard it already, but it's a new one that we were just, was on our heart to do. And so we encourage you just to enter in with us this morning, just a simple chorus. I'll make room for you to do whatever you want, whatever you want to do. And I'll make room for you to do whatever you want, whatever you want to do. The bridge says, shake up the ground of all my tradition, break down the walls of all my religion because God, your way is better. Amen. Hallelujah.
1: Do whatever you want to To do whatever you want to Shake up the ground Of all my tradition Break down the walls Of all my tradition Your way is better Your way is better Shake up the ground Of all my tradition Break down the walls of all my religion, your way is better. Your way is better. Shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Oh, your way. Your way is better. Shake up the ground of all my. Break down the walls of all my religion Your way is better Hold oh, your way Your way is better And I'll make room for you To so do whatever you want to I'll do whatever you want to And I will make room for you Your way is better. Your way is better. Shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the wall of all my. Do whatever you want to, and I make room for you, to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want.
0: Singing that song, I was just thinking about all the people in here. God puts special gifts inside of every one of you. Enemy would come to lie to you and think, tell you you don't have anything to give. I'm here to tell you right now, that is a big lie. You have so much to give. You have so much on the inside. Regardless of what the enemy has told you, regardless of what someone else has told you, regardless of what has happened or where you're at, today is a new day. Today is a new day. We're pushing that button. Resetting. The problem's been cleared. Reset. Thank you, Lord Jesus. do not you stretch your hand out here, Father? we're so thankful as we receive this communion today Lord, these elements you said to remember the Lord's body remember you we're doing that January 1 2023 We're declaring this covenant alive and well within our individual lives, within this church, within this community. Lord, we have a covenant. And as we receive these elements today, we remember the covenant that we have with you. And through you we can do all things through you we're not alone. We do seek you first. Your kingdom. And we will see all these things added. I believe that. I just heard the Lord say there will be many people in this room next year at this time will almost be unrecognizable for the good of the ground you have gained. Thank you, Lord. And so, Father, we do this in honor of you today. We remember you. Remember our covenant. Lord, if there's someone that needs healing in this room today, when they receive of these elements, healing will come. We've already prayed and agreed to them there's someone that needs a new job or better job or raise or their needs met in some way we command though that to be taken care of we have a covenant with you lord you said seek you first and all these things would be added to us so we thank you for every need met here today thank you for peace thank you for comfort thank you for favor thank you for a fresh start Monty and Beverly, would you come up here, please? Would you go and serve the people, please? Would you follow and serve? Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What a powerful presence here. loves you so much. When you've had the feelings of abandonment and alone, I can guarantee you, you are not. Some of you need to stop those lies. You know. I know my Father loves me. I know He has a great plan. Paul speaking of the church at Corinth in chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians it says the cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of Christ the bread which we break is it not the communion of the body of Christ it is it's because of him where we're at today it's because of him that we can live in an earth that has a curse in victory power of sin and darkness is broken over our lives. Has no place, has no hold whatsoever on us. It's because of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, everybody, just hold your. I should have said something. I've got some more up here too. Thank you, Jesus. We leave that up to you, whether you want your children, if they understand what they're doing and the importance of it. worship Him for just a moment. You guys can you guys can go Those of you that have children, make sure you talk to your children about what we're doing. We do communion. We haven't done it for a while, and some of you ask sometimes, "We haven't had a communion for a while." No, like you've heard me say many times before us today, we don't do it on a regular basis because we don't want it to be a ritual. We want it to be very special. Everybody get the crackers and bread? If anybody didn't, raise your hand. Everybody get served the juice. Something that represents the covenant is strong, it's binding, it's an absolute. It's hard to envision absolutes in this life because we've had so many of them fail. What used to be termed as an absolute, but God never fails. And he's covenant, he cannot break his covenant with it. It, it It's an absolute. It's not possible. It is not possible not possible for what he said to be a lie it's not possible for God's promises to him not to make good on it so we have this covenant we're making this commitment this year this year is going to look a lot different than last year in our lives we're making a commitment to do this leading you we're leading you in this but we're going to we're committing on the covenant on the basis of the covenant that we have with God and when he had Jesus had given thanks he broke the bread and said take eat this is my body why did he bring the body into it because it was the sacrifice the pure sacrifice, the sacrificial lamb that paid the ultimate price. So he said, You remember this sacrifice. You remember my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. With that thought in mind, go ahead and receive. So, what are we doing? We're making his body ours we're attesting his body is ours he felt for us he, he he went through no sickness can stay in my body because his body was broken for me he says for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do show the Lord's death till he come and then he goes down in verse in verse 28 and he says this he says let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. It's important that we examine ourselves. That's what we be kind of the Spirit of God, I believe, has done for us today. Maybe put some fingers, his fingers on some things that we need to change and, and, and uh, correct. This song was about that, wasn't it? Alright. So then, after the same manner, also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying this cup is the New Testament or the New Covenant. Remember, he said, I'm making a New Covenant with you. All right. My law's on your hearts. I'll live on the inside of you. I'll be a God to you and a Father to you. So he says, this is this New Covenant, this New Testament. In my blood this do ye I tell you what when I receive the the juice I you know this represents his blood it's like this is it this is final this seals it right here the enemy can't cross the bloodline we've been made free by the blood this is my blood this do ye as often as you drink do it in Of me. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just raise your hands to God right now and just thank Him. Father, we're so thankful. We're so thankful to be alive in such a time as this. We're so thankful to begin this new year with your leadership. so thankful that through you we can do all things. There's nothing impossible to us because of you. Hallelujah! And so we rejoice. We know that the victory is ours. We'll walk in that victory from here on out in even a greater way. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We just give you praise. Hallelujah! Just tell Him, Oh, we give you praise, Lord. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Hallelujah. 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 It's because of you. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, Happy New Year. It's almost carries a different meaning, doesn't it? Because it's about Him. Hallelujah. Be blessed. Go on God's best, praise God. The best is yet to come. We love you. Enjoy your day, praise God. Hallelujah. It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.